They made a statue of her. <laughs> and they don't say it's a hotel. <laughs> you know. Tunnel. And it's contagious. <laughs> and it's contagious. Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is Halloween Halloweeners, a, a horror, horror movie, movie podcast. podcast. I'm Kira. I'm Cody. And, and that was, bye Regina. <laughs> that was Regina Spector's us. Uh, she's leaving Regina Spector, honey. That ghost. Door slam. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, she's a ghost the whole time. Uh, but also, we're here to talk about the movie Us. us. And we're not talking about this relationship, honey. And we're not talking about this as No, us. we're not talking us. We're talking us. <laughs> By Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. Um, of Get Out, obviously. And also general... Good God, girl, get out. <laughs> that was a little rough, the yeah. parody on Drag Race. That entire episode was rough. I've honestly just blanked out the past few episodes. Just like, we don't need to make them read from scripts. Why are we reading Sarah- parodies of Black Panther? <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker, Sex in the City. Who's it in the... Okay, SJP, so- but they can... Anyway. Uh, Hi. Anyway, goodbye. Goodbye, Peele. listeners who are sweet. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> it was nice having you. Um, now that full- they're gone. Yes, now that they're gone. We're going to be talking us. Mm-hmm. And yes. note, we'll be doing full spoilers. Oh, we're talking every inch of the plot. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen it, probably don't listen. I mean, Just, yeah. I, even if you don't think you care... You might want to. You might want to watch it first. You know what's cool? Caring. Damn right. So us. Yeah. <laughs> Follow up to get out. Um, yeah. Obviously. Um, what do you think generally? I liked it. I, I loved it. Oh. I loved us. Loved it. I made a statue <laughs> of us. The movie, because maybe you're Virginia Sally Kind of the Frog. <laughs> I know, and I don't mean to, because she's such a gorgeous, pure voice. I think, like in my brain, I have to put in a comedic place to like. Of my insecurities. Let's talk about that. No, but Jordan Peele, I uh, no, I really liked this movie. I just like his style. And yeah. I like that it's kind of low... Uh, I don't know. It wasn't like too insanely horrific, but it was very psychological. There was something simplistic about it and clean about it, which I liked. He's really turning into like... I mean, it's only been two movies, but still, it's <laughs> two more than I made. He's kind of the master of like... Details meaning so much in direction. He's a very yeah. meticulous director, and you could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, not yeah. just in terms of his movies are well crafted, but also because both Get Out and Us have um, a lot of kind of clues and mm-hmm. little hints and references that only really make sense if you know what's going on from the start yeah. or You're have already it seen it, which yeah. is why Get Out is like so good on rewatch. Mm-hmm. Like every time I watch it, I'm like, it's better. I've only watched it the two times, so I need to... It's good! Yeah, well... You gotta tell me! So, first impression of this, Mm -hmm. um, I liked it more than Get Out. Oh, okay. But the difference is, I thought thought the screenplay to Get Out was better and cleaner, and had a, like, I don't want to keep saying cleaner, but a, a, a more straightforward plot if that makes sense like it was it was a smaller okay yeah it well, was well the world it could have definitely taken place in our world sure and uh, so it's not as like there was less fantasy i feel involved in get out so is that it's a little more grounded is that um, what you mean sure I, it, I, I, I think the small scale of get out benefits it in that it's okay. like a, literally a smaller movie in terms of everything cast budget like mm-hmm. scope it doesn't really leave this right. one house yeah whereas us the reason I liked it better was because even though I think it's a little bit it's a little bit less clean than Get Out, I think the ambition and like the scope of it is so admirable. Okay, it's you know it's huge, and I, I 
I like that. <laughs> I like that it's a humongous swing. Like, it's a big mm. swing at the plate. He likes a big swing, honey. Sports references. Oh, yeah, there you go. Who knew? Not me. <laughs> a, a bigger swing is something I am always going to give a little bit more, like, of a... More of a little bit... More... Bleh, a little bit more of a thumbs up to. <laughs> okay. Even though Get Out, I think, is more well-made in terms of its story. Yeah. Us is more well-made in terms of its everything else. Well, I think also what makes Get Out so great is, like, there's such a fullness to the story and, like... Although, like, Get Out wasn't, like, spilled out for us, you know, there's still some questions that were unanswered. I think for the most part, like, it was a very cl clear story. Yeah. And it was like, this is the issue, this is the world we're living, living in. And I think also because of the time when it came out, it was like, wow, what a fucking concept! Like, this is a great fucking movie. And it's utilizing, like, plots based off of, like, what's going on in our society yes. right now. So I think also, like, Get Out spoiled us, perhaps. Sure. But you're saying you like this better, so I that's did. very fascinating. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to watch it again. Yeah. I think maybe that will, who knows, maybe I'll have more opinions, maybe I'll have less, maybe I'll just take a scissor to the face. Oh, nope. kind of. Um, did you, <laughs> did you kind of like figure out any of the mysteries in the movie before it happened? Um, no. Well, do you want to go through the plot? Sure, yeah. 80s. We see young young family. I love this prologue. Uh, fun. Also, like, who doesn't love... Like, it, it gave me, like, kind of, like, Spielbergian, yes. like, summery movies. Like, here we are. It was kind of nostalgic. It's, yeah, it's a carnival. It's the 80s. It's at night. Um, you know, dad's drunk. <laughs> Good times. We've all been there. Uh, JK, my dad doesn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, no. Um, and so we're there. We're flying this family. And we see a young girl. She gets uh, distracted and parts away from her family, her parents. And she goes off the boardwalk into a hall of mirrors. And she sees Love this hall of mirrors, by the way. So fun. Because you know right away it's going to fuck shit up. Which I like. Yeah. I like that it was not on the boardwalk. It was like a little, like... I don't know why. thing, yeah. And I like that, what was it? Because originally it was like, it was like something problematic. spirit yeah. journey. Shaman, and then, the, then after it like was upgraded. And the, it was like, Merlin's magical quest. <laughs> I know, I like that too, where it was like, we probably should change this. <laughs> I got it. So she goes in, she sees a lot of her reflections, little mirrors, and then she sees... Uh, the power goes out. The power goes out, right, right, right. And um, she sees uh, basically a doppelganger of herself. Yes. And she's like, wait a second, this isn't a reflection. This was scary. And yeah. Because she ended. walks up, she's surrounded by mirrors, she's walking around, mm -hmm. and she approaches this doppelganger who is facing away from her. Yeah, back to her. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is very, like, Black Swan. Right, because the whole time, you know, going out to the mirror, she's, like, face first, and then she goes up to this one panel, and it's like, wait, that's my, the back that's of my, back my head. <laughs> the back of my head is very nice. So cut to the present day. Mm -hmm. She's grown. She's grown. She's played by Lupita Nyong'o. Oh my Academy god, Runner. she's so good. She's phenomenal in she's this movie. She's so good, and, like... She's just gorgeous. Yes, true. That's neither here nor there. But That's just true. Like, she's just very, she just, her, she's got a very Listen, nice to look at. It's nice to hear, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she really wanted to hear that from me. <laughs> she's listening. I have to do it. I'd throw up on myself. Oh. So she has um, a grown, husband and two kids. Yeah, two little babies. A boy and a girl, Zora and Jason. Mm -hmm. And they're visiting Santa Cruz, which is where everything was taking place before. Uh, visiting, like, a summer home. Yes. Uh, and we're learning that, like, she obviously went through this some trauma from this event. Uh, we see that at one point, like, she had gone to, like, some kind of therapy as a child. Mm -hmm. Yada, yada, yada. She, like, doesn't eat meat, she's drinking a lot of water, she's not drinking alcohol, she's not fucking around. Um, and she doesn't want to go to the beach, 
and same. you know <laughs> I don't like the beach famously um, and famously. I really felt her reluctance <laughs> end of movie They're like, she's like I'm just not in the mood I don't she's like it's hot out I'm gonna stay inside beaches are great to take naps in um, I like them more as an adult when I'm like you know when you go when you're a kid and it's like we're going here child come on mm-hmm. into the water now let's play on the sand now <laughs> like I feel like everybody has that yeah 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 like, whether I'm with friends or family, and now it's just like, oh, I'm going to sit and read so many books. Oh, it's, yeah, it's kind of nice. I'll go in the water. Mm, oh, my thing. Oh. Bounce around the waves. <laughs> honey. Looking after sharks. Yeah, honey. Oh, well, Jaws, baby. Jaws. Tell my baby. That's a Jaws, baby. But and she does go to the beach. Yeah, so they end up going, and uh, we notice there's, like, yeah. one guy standing on the beach, just, like, with his arms spread out, like, crazy, weird, fun, cute. Liked that. Cute, Long story short, she's feeling these, like, she's nervous about something. She has this ominous feeling of something mm-hmm. coming. She keeps seeing coincidences and oh, little moments right. of 11 mm-hmm. 11. Mm-hmm. Keep, like, make kind of following bitch. her life. Yeah. I know, right? No, nobody said make a wish whenever it was 11 11. <gasps> I think she did that at one point to her son. Oh. Didn't she say to Jason? I thought she was just like, he will, He goes 11 11. She's just like, huh. <laughs> no wish up. for you. <laughs> you get no wishes. I just realized his name is Jason, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of mask usage. Oh, just something to think about. <laughs> this is the best day of my life. I forgot how that RuPaul song. Didn't know what that was. Oh, no. oh, this is the beginning. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is the beginning. Bad song. Anyway, she keeps encountering eleven eleven in various forms or things yeah. that look like eleven eleven. Well, then there was like the sign Jeremiah eleven eleven. Right, earlier. which is she saw a um, seemingly homeless man holding a sign on the boardwalk when she was a child when she was approaching right. this hall of mirrors. It said Jeremiah eleven eleven, which is a biblical passage. Which is basically like, God said, I'm going to kill everybody. It was, it was like, like it was more like God was like, oh, you need my help? Mm, I'm going to... Mm, Fuck it up. No, it's a, you got you to gotta sell this on your own, baby. Yeah, you heard it here first. That's what God said. Anyway, so she keeps encountering 11-11. Like, it's the score of a hockey game their husband's watching at one point. It's right. on her mm-hmm. uh, son's clock. There's and, like black flag shirts yes. everyone's wearing, which looks like 11-11. Right. Structurally... When they're walking on the beach, there's an overhead shot of them, and it's like, you see their shadows bigger than you see their bodies, because they're, like, perpendicular to the camera. Oh. They're walking on the beach, and there's four of them, and, like, it kind of resembles 11-11, the shadows, but also, okay, more importantly, you're seeing the shadow version of themselves is bigger than the real version of themselves in the moment, which is something that will be relevant in a little bit. That was a choice. Huh. Me the whole time. And then so all of a sudden they're they're home. Mm -hmm. They just hear some shit. They look outside and they're like, oh, it's just like family in our driveway. Which like I loved how it was because it was a little like ooky kooky spooky, but like kind of silly, but was generally frightening that the four of them were just standing there like. But also reasonable to be like, hey, like we're not in a horror movie, so we're gonna mm-hmm. just like be like, hey, get off our property. Yes, I love when he's like, you know, and they're not doing anything; they're just hanging out. And also like, and yes, they're wearing matching jumpsuits, and yes, they're all holding hands and not saying anything. <gasps> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're on your property, and it's at night. But like, no, I'm sure they want something totally harmlessly. They're there for half no. Halloween. It's us. We're like, we couldn't wait. Half Halloween famously in February. So, but it's California. <laughs> it is. It, it could be there. February, actually, in that movie. California is one big beach. So the <laughs> the um, family standing in the driveway invades the house. Yeah. And forces the family <gasps> to gather. And you see that they are doppelgangers of the family. Every right. single family member mm-hmm. has a, let's start on tethered now because it's yeah. easier. Mm-hmm. They're called the tethered. Mm-hmm. 
And they look like them, but like something's a little bit off. Yeah, like the hair's bit. different, or they're like, or they're just not there mentally. Or, yeah, I, I couldn't even put words to what they did makeup wise for like specifically Lupita and the daughter and the husband. Um, but oh, they you did, think like their faces look different. I think there's a little bit different makeup. Um, oh, oh, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm not sure. quite sure. I'm sure there's something different, and also because like they're underground, you know, mm-hmm. they're underground. No mirrors. Well, and also there's no sunlight. <laughs> no, I mean like more importantly, you, know. you can't see what you look and like. Also, like she can't fix those fucking eyebrows. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Probably. Um, I didn't see. I didn't notice. No, I I don't even notice. I'm sure they were impeccable. But the, you know, that I didn't ever thought of it that way. Like they probably just I didn't notice that. No, the tethered family splits the the real family up. Yes. Uh huh. Has them go separate ways. And, and then we just kind of go through a raucous. Oh, we do. well, first, kind of. First, the tethered version of Lupita Nyong'o's character. Let's call her Red. Red. Lupita's, um... Adelaide. Muggle form is Adelaide, yeah. Adelaide. I'm loving Adelaide. It's taking a chance. Oh, like, Stabbing you with scissors. Taking a chance. Oh, it's from the movie of Guys and Dolls. Oh. With Frank Sinatra, because they were like, Marlon Brando, something. he's so good. Oh, you like uh, cheesecake? Won't be a lady tonight. What is, he, what is he eating? And he's like... A uh, strudel. Oh, this is famous. I still wanted to sit on him. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. And if you're sitting on him, he can't be singing. So... <laughs> yeah, like, same something with... What's, what's his name in uh, Mamma Mia? Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. <laughs> Where were those happy days? He wasn't that. He was like that. <laughs> he was like that, but it wasn't the worst thing I've heard. Like, everyone no. acted like it was the most offensive thing. I'm like, like Russell Crowe and Miz. I was like, I can live with this. Yeah, this and isn't the worst better thing. better than Hugh Jackman. Hot take? I don't remember. Honestly. I don't like Hugh Jackman. I mean, the whole thing, I was like, this is a, such a masturbatory film. I was like, Les Mis, and I was like, uh, you know. Hugh Jackman is like, Bring them oh, like yeah. inappropriate, like male right. belting. It's very nasally. Yeah. The vibrato is very wide. It's in a weird place. Like someone, you know. How do you like that, Hugh? How you like? How you like that, Jackman? Ew. What do you think of that, Wolverine? Oh my God! This oh, has been <laughs> insult ASMR. And <laughs> <laughs> this Wolverine though is out of control. Anyway, <laughs> Red um, is telling but, a story yeah. about Wolverine. Well, let's know. Because uh, Libida goes, uh, who are you? And and Red goes, we're we Americans. Are Americans. Which, like, is kind Telling. of interesting. Because also, if you notice, the title of the movie is Us. Us. Which could be United, United States. States. Wow. Also, at the beginning so of the movie. It's like we're doppelgangers. <gasps> at the beginning of the movie, I have a lot of thoughts on what all of this could mean. Yeah. But at the, lot of, at, the, at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. there is a title card that says... Throughout the continental U.S., Ooh, there are mm-hmm. hundreds of miles of tunnels, abandoned tunnels. Like, some are, like, subway stations, some are, like, old service lines, and some yeah. we don't even know what they were. Yeah, like, well, but why are they here? We don't know. It specifically says the continental U.S. Like, this is mm. a movie that is about America. Like, this is an American thing happening, which we will see later. America. Jesus. I'm so sorry. Actually, no, I'm not. <laughs> I think that's a funny reference. And so Red so does the story. Red is, like... I'm going to tell you the story about this girl, and she had a shadow. There was a girl, yeah, there was a shadow. And, like, the shadow, like, you know, the girl, like, ate nice meals, and, like, the the shadow ate rabbits. Raw rabbits. (laughs) And it's like, okay, girl. And then, uh, I forgot what other example she I'd make connection to Get Out. Ooh. In Get Out, there's that Run Rabbit song. Oh, right, right, right. Eating Rabbits. Someone, there, okay, so there's an interview with... Uh, Jordan Peele on Empire Podcast, which uh, I listened to mm-hmm. in preparation, and someone they brought that up. They're like, "What is it with you and rabbits?" And Jordan Peele was like, "I just think like you know they're very cute like at first and far away, but when you really look at them, you just realize how like kind of ferocious they Ooh. are." And then he's and like, but yeah, so he 
is a very much self uh He's anti-rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> you heard of you your folks. It. Kill all the rabbits. They're Woo! evil. But yeah, good, good connection. I forgot about that. So Red basically establishes herself and her family members as shadow versions of the above ground family, let's call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And things like when um, the girl fell in love with a beautiful prince, um, I married this piece of shit over here. Aww, he's trying. <laughs> and it was like she didn't even have a choice on who she married yeah. or who like what kids she had. It was like you were meant to mirror this person. But somehow, oh, fuck. Well, at some point, we, we someone either says it blatantly to the camera to the audience, um, but basically the doppelganger and the muggle version, they share a soul, but it's two bodies. And so, like, whatever muggle Adelaide mm. went through, like above shadow, Adelaide, yeah, what she was up to. Shadow Red down below would kind of have to go through the motions of it uh, in a way, which... I guess we delve more into... Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not sure when we say, they say it. But anyway, yeah. Later we delve more into, down. like, the why and the what the of the situation. Here huh? it's just like, check it out. She's like, real base level. We got shadows and we got real people. And I look just like you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to handcuff you to this table. Cool, 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 yes. cool. So everybody gets split up. Go on some crazy hijinks. So fun. The I don't remember the order, but... I don't know. I, mean, I think it's cutting between. It? Yeah, uh, Jason goes with uh, his uh, counterpart, who I think his name is, like... Pluto. Pluto. I was going to say Spike. Um, Spike. And, <laughs> yeah, like names. That's uh, the 10th planet. Not the yeah. And uh, Pluto has like this mask on him. And there's like references of like Jason with this little trick thing that like sets a spark. Yeah. Well, she, and Shadow Red says, boys go play. <gasps> right. Oh, be careful. Don't burn the house down or something. Yeah. Which is like, whoa. Yeah. Which, um, oh, okay. Jason also has like burn marks on his face. Yeah. He reveals like, oh, honey. Right. Which but, is that ever? Not Jason. Explained? No. Um, um, no, not Jason. Pluto. No, sorry. Pluto. Pluto the the well, I, my assumption was, like, and there was a reality where, like, you know, above ground, like, Jason was, like, trying to figure out the trick. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. He mm-hmm. can get it. But uh, Down below, Pluto, like, like he was fire, basically. He set his face on fire. Oh, my God. Okay. So, and I feel like in, like, same way with, like, because we see the daughter, Zara. Zora's the Zora, actual thank daughter. You. Her, de- her tethered name is Ombre. Like, the color. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Not, like... Man in Spanish. Or no, not Ombre. <laughs> um, uh, so she, um, they mentioned like how she like could run and, and like run track and shit. And she's like, no, I'm good. I want to hang out on my phone. And she's like being a typical teenager. Yeah. But her um, um, Ombre, Ombre, Ombre is like track ready, like running through, chasing her around. Yeah, because yeah, um, they are split different. up, and Red goes, "Little girl, run!" Oh it's yeah, very scary. And Lupita's like, "Yeah, bitch, go!" Like, listen, <laughs> it's pretty wild. Go, go, go. Yeah. So, um, but she <laughs> says, so Lupita tells her daughter that she has an advantage because something to do with the um, surfaces that they're, that they're running on. Because uh-huh. I assuming, I think, I think they do say we came from underground at this point. Or something, oh, okay. something like that. So Lupita says, like, you have an advantage, daughter, because she's only run on concrete and you run on, like, track and sand and, like, grass. Oh, I see. Like, different planes. So, go, girl, go. Go, 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 run from you. Zora. <laughs> nope. Um, and so the, the dad... husband just gets, uh-huh. like, dragged off. It's really violent from the start. Yeah, and he's, like, so big, too, so to see him struggle so is, like... Very scary. Yeah, he's so big when he gets in that bed and it's too small and he's just a big man. Big and I want to like, oh my God. He's real big in Black Panther, which I don't think you saw. I started watching and I fell asleep. Oh no. I know. No, I mean, I think I was, you know, just like an off day. Um, He's like big in that. Okay. And people were like. <laughs> you know, just like, Hello. what a clam him, you know? Big boy. And <laughs> Lupita is handcuffed to the table and just kind of like hangs out with Red until... 
Jason locks Pluto in the closet and uh, yeah, starts screaming, and yeah, she yeah. Go, Lupita goes, uh, red, uh, Adelaide goes, I think that's yours, which is like, Whoa. right? Oh, because Adelaide told J- Jason she was like, show, show him your him trick. trick, and like he did the thing with the truck, which was a fire, no, it was an, an ambulance, ambulance truck, which <laughs> yeah, he props the door open of the closet that they're hanging out in with a little ambulance truck, which is later how they escape at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert! And all the ambulance. They live. <laughs> they they live in you. They live in me. So families split up. They all eventually outpace the tethered and end up mm-hmm. on um, a boat other that place. um well first oh, on a boat yeah. on, on a boat mother, that um <laughs> that Gabe the husband has purchased recently. Oh, also um, Gabe ends up in a trash bag on this boat first because his tether took him on there and he gets out and the, the scariest moment in the movie for me happens here where he's. He has knocked his tethered into the water, and he's, like, swimming back to shore. Ooh. And his tethered rises out of the water, and it scared me so much. Even though I've seen that scare done before, and I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. But I literally went, oh, in the theater. I'm not kidding. <laughs> into someone's ear. Yeah. Uh, the whole, also, in terms of, like, horror movie, the whole home invasion, I found very scary. Yeah, well, I think that's, and, like, they knew. Like, that whole idea of, like, the strangers were just, like, people showing up, not making a peep. And it's, like, what the fuck... Like, you know, and that secluded, like, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. Uh, it's actually my worst nightmare. Yeah. And it was really well done. It was, it, it felt, I really didn't know how they, how they were going to get out of it, which is How they were going to get out. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that it was shot too, because we're literally looking at four different kind of storylines going. And just yeah. in the scene of like, one, you know, this person's attacking that person, this person's attacking that person. And like. It was done in a way where, like, it kept your interest, but it wasn't confusing. Like, I was, yeah, the I mean, I, I'm was, forgetting most of it, it now. It was well done. Yeah. In the moment, it was well done. So, next we end up at the home of their uh, friends, yes. played by Elizabeth Moss and mm-hmm. Tim Heidecker. <laughs> of Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric, which I didn't know until I've, I've never seen that show. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've seen it, but I just forgot. And they have, they are like an annoying couple with two annoying daughters. It's very Sorry. specific. I love it. Yeah. She's like, oh honey, babe, babe I think it's nine o'clock or something. It's vodka, vodka, o'clock. vodka o'clock. And she's like, I had three rosé on the beach when they're hanging out earlier. She's like, I'll have a third rosé. And then she's like, I could have been an actress. I went to Stella Adler, you know? Right. It's like <laughs> so specific. And like, it's I, like, we all know that person. I love their, I love her commitment to it. Yeah. She did the fucking thing. So they end up, we see them in their home with their kids. They have a mm. huge glass house, which yes. I mean, there's a metaphor there um honey don't throw stones baby they're obnoxious kids or being obnoxious and even the uh elizabeth moth is like i hear thing outside like maybe we should check on it and whatever and turns out the twins doppelgangers shot yeah Yeah. because they just appeared out of their rooms like how the fuck did they get in there the twins are hanging out on like a an an upper landing of a living room Mm -hmm. yeah and the camera keeps going between like like, the twins and elizabeth moss and like up again and one time it goes back up and there's just like the doppelganger there. Yeah, and they kind of go like, what out. is that? Yeah. Because you're like, your eyes are like, wait a second, that's two of the same person. It's How scary. Does... Yeah. And then, so we realize, because I didn't expect it to be more than just the family. Me neither. Which no. Was, so that was a fun little like, oh fuck, there's more? Oh like, boy, we are really, really trouble. Oh, that was wild. Earlier though, there was kind of a clue I noticed when the tethered version of Winston, of the husband, has taken the real husband on the boat. Mm-hmm. Off in the distance, somebody else, like, None of them can speak except for Lupita. Right. Except for Red. Mm-hmm. Off in the distance when they're on the boat, they hear somebody else who sounds like one of the tethered. It's a very guttural, oh. like non... It's just sound. It's not words. Mm, yeah. You The uh, the tethered version of the husband responds. 
So it's kind of like, that's the moment where I was like, oh, fuck, shit. there's more going on now I than just this family. That. Yeah. I must have forgotten that. I don't know if it was supposed to be another person or if it was supposed to be a part of their family, but it it made me go, oh, this is big. No, that's probably them being it's like, big. all right, we got our people. Here we How go. are you doing? You need help over Here here? juice box. <laughs> juice box for the murder. Uh, so then, yeah, Elizabeth Moss and Eric Schmody Schmop. Tim. Uh, not Eric. Damn it. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> the other one. Uh, they get murdered in their home, and it's really rough, but it's kind of funny. They get really quickly. She, yeah, which... Um, you know, and we're realizing these people are yielding these scissors and they're using it to yes. stab them. And Elizabeth Moss uh, asks Ophelia, which, which is, is like Alexa, the, the yeah. Alexa equivalent. Ophelia, call the police, and so it plays "fuck the police," yeah. which was like kind of fun. Ha ha ha! My audience did go ha ha ha. ha, ha, ha also, ha, ha, ha. first before the tethered show up, Alexa Ophelia is yeah. playing "Good Vibrations." Oh, right, 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 right. And Fun. there's right. a, it's kind of a reference to the Manson clan. Right. I was reading. Yes, because, yes, yes. yes. I'm sorry, I'll let you know. No, you're fine. I'm excited because I One of the it. Beach Boys was friends with, like, with Manson, and he even wrote yeah. a song for them? Yeah, he was going to help Manson get into the business, and he even, yes. like, uh, gave his tape around to people and shut him off. Man, one of Manson's, like, cohorts was named Tex, which is mm-hmm. what Tim Heidecker's, Tim Heidecker's uh, Tethered is called. Mm-hmm. So... Similar to the mass murders, this is a very brutal home invasion murder. Mm-hmm. It just is a... For, know, like, no... Like, they didn't do anything wrong. Seemingly random. Yeah. Seemingly I mean, random. Random. And uh, I think also her name... Because her, her doppelganger's name is Kitty, and I think... I read somewhere that they were like, that was a nickname for someone else in the Manson clan, but I don't know if some, that person was confusing her for Squeaky uh, uh, from... Is, um, her real name is Kitty, and her uh, tethered name is Dahlia. That's what it was. Real name is Kitty and Dahlia, and they and they were like Elizabeth Smart, Elizabeth Moss, <laughs> Dahlia, Black Dahlia, like you know, uh, you know, and people were no. pulling it straight. Okay, so then we can I, only I cast Elizabeth in this role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never mind then. But yeah, I I like the man. I mean, I find the Manson murders very fascinating. Yes. So it's when just, I saw that little tidbit, I was like, fuck me yeah. up. Yeah, and know? it's it's something that show that. If you know about it, it, like, gives you a moment of, oh, Ooh. this is something bad is about to happen. Yeah, exactly. it feels mm-hmm. like a home where, and wrong. you know you're, a horror, you're in a horror movie, so. It feels, like, so wrong, but on, like, an astronomical, like, a huge level. Yeah. Not just, like, oh, no, did I this forget my hair straightener? You know, that seems. Uh, something bad's coming. Very intense. Um, and so they're out, uh, like the police is playing. There's a lot of references to put a five on it, which plays, which I don't really know that I've got five song. on it, yeah. Uh, what is it? I've got five on it. I've got five on it. Yeah. Which, like, I wish I knew that zone. It's a song about, um, y- yes. <laughs> it's about, like, what is it, like, paying someone for a dime bag or something? Yeah, you're giving them five dollars to have half of their dime bag weed. It's a, one of many references to two people sharing one thing, mm, just right. like how mm-hmm. the tethereds have to share a body, mm-hmm. um, seemingly, or share a life, a soul, even those yeah. two people. There's just a lot of references to doubling and mirroring, and we will get yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, this family's killed. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. Lupita's family shows up and expecting to find, uh, you know, sanctuary at yes. their friend's house, but alas, they find them dead, which is a bummer. The opposite sanctuary. Um, the opposite. And... Um, I think they don't they split up like the kids go upstairs at one kid, point. Uh, well, because they Lupita gets to the door first. Red uh, Adelaide. Sorry, I'm too. <laughs> God damn it! There's. Adelaide. I have a habit of calling like the actors names instead of characters, and now there's two <laughs> character names. It's like oh my god. Anyway, the mom <laughs> rings the doorbell first and uh, gets pulled inside by the tethered family that, and right. the kids go to investigate. 
Anyway, Lupita gets dragged upstairs by Elizabeth right. Moss, and <laughs> uh, the kids end up saving her. They kill both okay. the twins. Right. Mm-hmm. So here they sit down and they turn the news, Lupita's okay. family, and they watch and they see mm-hmm. people are seeing doppelgangers of themselves everywhere, and they seem to be forming a chain. They're, like, linking hands and mm-hmm. lining up, and the news is, like, it's some sort of protest or some sort of art They're all wearing thing. the same thing. All wearing the same outfit. I just realized we forgot to mention the opening shot of this movie is on an old TV screen. It's the yes. uh, Hands Across America commercial. Very important. Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie's in it, supposedly. Like, she was in the commercial as a child in the 80s, oh. and so technically she's in this movie. In a way. Cool. Uh, Fun fact. <laughs> the Hands Across America, right, yes. there's a commercial for it shown in the beginning when it takes place in the 80s, which was a thing in the 80s where they were going to combat homelessness by Hold having hands. everybody hold hands, but you had to pay money to get into the line to hold hands. But not all the money, like half the money got used on like promotion and stuff, so only half of it ended up like going to the actual cause, if that. And like oh my God. some people never paid for to do it, they showed up. And like, so basically it was this. It was one of many things in the 80s that were meant to, like... Uh, bring us together. Right. Bring and, us together and, like, bring about change. And this one was one of the bigger failures. Yeah. So that's, like, already setting the tone. Yes. Beginning the movie. Very much a really harsh Americana attempt to, like, try to bring peace and, like, understanding. But it eh, didn't quite work out. So uh, they leave the house. Mm-hmm. They hit <laughs> the tethered version of the daughter. She mm-hmm. dies in the tree dies in a, in a tree and Lupita approaches the daughter and it had a really like almost tender moment where she's like ooh this is bad yeah this she's like girl sh- sh- like calm down yeah. like you're dying get over it <laughs> we all do it but it's a very motherly um you know so there's a, there's not not a connection there yeah but like and but like if you're watching you're probably like well, well this is weird and, yeah, and, yeah. And, it looks I mean, like her daughter uh, yeah that's gotta be really odd to witness if right know, I wouldn't be into that would not be into it so then they um they drive through town yes. there's like bodies everywhere yeah. it's real horrible abandoned cars we're now yeah. in the next day the sun's up mm-hmm. oh god they get to Santa Cruz and they drive up to the what is their car on fire. They see their car on fire, and Pluto's there. Hey! Uh, Jason oh, gets right, out right, of the right, car right. Uh-huh. Um, and realizes that this is a trap for them. Like, mm-hmm. there's a gas... There's there's gasoline going from the fire to their, tr- their car, mm-hmm. to the car that they are driving. Jason realizes that they have a connection, because mm-hmm. he seems more intuitive into these types of things. Weird. Hmm. Interesting. So he gets out of the car and starts walking backwards, mm-hmm. and Pluto also starts walking backwards until eventually he walks into the fire. Dumb idiot! <laughs> Dumb idiot. Just kidding. Here's where Red uh, kidnaps Jason, mm-hmm. and Lupita goes after them. Lupita, they're not far from the boardwalk. They're actually on the boardwalk. They're very, they're so close, they're on the boardwalk. <laughs> they're and really in that location. So she goes into the Hall of Mirrors, and because mm-hmm. she sees a little rabbit hopping around out there, and she's like, oh, okay. I think she, that's when she goes, um, or no, the rabbit's inside, sorry. The rabbit's in a secret door, which leads to a giant escalator going down, mm-hmm. and she yeah. finds this this tunnel, yeah. this underground tunnel that has like classrooms in it and like mm-hmm. places to eat. All and the, just the bunnies that we saw. Lots of bunnies in the beginning. Um, hopping around, and she finds Red, and Red goes on this monologue where she's just talking Honey. about. Oh, I got something to tell you. <laughs> and she's like, cut, is she cutting up uh, the paper dolls yet? Yes. At this point? She's cutting up red paper dolls. Mm-hmm. To be like those like hands linky mm-hmm. dolls. You know. You know. Listeners. He doesn't fuck around with the details, Mr. Peel. He doesn't fuck around. So basically Lupita uh, Red is um, 
talking about how they were created as part of a, like, she doesn't say government, but she means government, experiment to, mm. it seemed like cloning almost, right? I guess. That would be my assumption. I mean, it, I, I guess it's in a sh- She term. admitted that she didn't know exactly where she, where, how, they, how they did this, mm. how they created a second body reflecting the same person who's above them. Yeah. Basically, the tethered, they, because they share one soul, they perfectly mimic the mm-hmm. above ground person. Right. Um, what they're going through. And- right. But they're doing like a... So you see a, it goes back to a flashback of the opening carnival scene. Mm-hmm. And you see Lupita's young character walking along the boardwalk. And then it'll cut down to Red, mm-hmm. um, her young character in the basement. She's going through like a hallway. And like people are pretending they're right. on roller coasters. And like, which was like kind of fun. It was... Uh, there's one room where people are like simulating because she looks and she sees a like uh, a spinning like amusement ride like mm-hmm. the um the uh, like the like the scrambler yeah but it's not, it's not it was like it used to, usually there's like a jukebox in the middle yeah, there's like, I know what you're talking about I don't know it's why like, and then it goes a, in reverse but it's called like a, it's like a snowy name oh it can be like a slutty sled slutty slutty I'm a slutty sled, sled. I'm going down <gasps> oh god sit on me. <laughs> I'll take you home. Is that snow? I don't know. No? I'll I'm take a you home. <laughs> How responsible. <laughs> yeah, you know. Anyway, so the, we see, yeah. we see and she like, looks Whoa! at a spinning, yeah, she looks at a spinning, like, amusement park machine, yeah. uh-huh. and then it cuts down to Red walking, and she sees people simulating spinning in a spinning machine, but just by, you know, their hands with their size, and they're just kind of, like, spinning around oh. each other in a room. <laughs> but wasn't there one where, like, I guess they were pretending to be on, like, a roller coaster? coaster. Yeah. yeah, and they're, like, just standing there, and they're, like, not holding invisible handles and, like, yeah. just shaking their body But it's a scary, because it's, like, disturbing movements, yeah. and there's no context of the roller coaster when you're watching it from the tethered. And no one's, like, fully interacting with each other. Right, everybody, and nobody can talk, and yeah. they're all kind of... The movements Smooth, are... Milling and seeding. Milling, what is it? Milling and seeding. Yeah. Ooh, uh, fill the space. So the <laughs> the tethered are moving in a way that's very, like, rigid and kind of... It's like they're being dragged along yeah. in the movement. Mm-hmm. They have clearly no choice in this. We just uh, She just is like, yeah, and that's that. She's... Basically, they were created originally, she thinks, to... Be, to, to for the government to use to control the people above them. Okay. But it didn't quite work. Uh, so they were abandoned, and that's why they just started like mimicking the movements with like no, you know, rhyme or reason. But it basically, she's saying everybody in the continental U.S. has a doppelganger, mm-hmm. a tethered version of themselves, who is now just roaming the tunnels, mm-hmm. unmonitored, um, not being taken yeah. care of. They're eating these rabbits. I'm guessing the rabbits. What I, I read some people saying maybe that was like the original um, test subjects of the yeah. cloning. So mm-hmm. that's why there's like a ton of rabbits. The rabbits, you know, will multiply, so they can yeah. have like an unlimited food source. And basically, Lupita's character above ground had a dance concert, and yes, that she was, was beautiful. Mm-hmm. mimicked. By, oh, that was beautiful! <laughs> like it was just like. I know, well, I, know, I just I love this thing when she's like, and because of thank, what is she? She's like, and because of you, I was finally able to, able dance. to dance. Which I was like, that's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like her dancing and like right above ground is very graceful. It's classic yeah, ballet. She's on a stage and like whereas our girl down below, unfortunately, is like just in a hallway. But something about this dance kind of wakes up the other tethereds and they like kind of they, they assume her as a leader. There's a shot of them all putting their hands over her. Oh right, right. And, well because um, they can't communicate any in any sort of way right. and she's, you know, dancing. She's dancing. She's right, she's she's expressing something. Mm-hmm. And just something about the way she performs, which we'll find out more about later, mm-hmm. just makes them feel like she has a position of leadership. And mm-hmm. that's when they um start assembling a plan to take their revenge, to take their mm-hmm. rightful place in the like above ground in the world that they want to live in. Yeah. 
color coordination, yeah. rigorous scheduling. They were folding things at the same time. We don't ever see a moment where they kind of stop. I'm guessing it's the moment where they say Lupita is le- their leader. But we don't see a moment where they st- stop mimicking the people above them. Yeah, like how do they do their how own thing? How do they thing? break free of their right? Or maybe just Red was able to let them know, like, hey, you don't actually have to. Well, because she's the only one who can talk also. So yeah. she can... She can communicate and share with others yeah. and be like, hey, I got an idea. Like, what if we just... <laughs> this is pretty... This is crazy, I know. But... Oh my god, you're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh when I tell you. What if we went above ground and killed our doppelganger? Fun! Yeah. It's also very aggressive. Like, couldn't we just, like, talk They don't this just out? go above ground. They're like, <laughs> guess what? We Hi. exist. They're like, they gotta die. They got it's, it's time to go, girl. So basically, Red, Red and Lupita are fighting. Red and yeah. Adelaide are fighting because she has her son. Mm-hmm. And it's this really, really cool sequence where. Uh, It's shots of them fighting in the present day, and then it comes back to, like, the ballet that they're performing in earlier. It's, like, really well edited, and there's, like, a spooky instrumental version of I've Got Five on it playing. Mm, It's good. And, like, honey, I'd love me some spooky, scary ballerina realness. Oh, yeah. Any day of the week. Throw that into any horror. PK tour? PK horror. (sighs) Wow. I can't even... Pirouette? Piro death. Cody? Uh, uh... Uh, Come on, on, you got one. Tombe pot of beret. To hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just tombe into hell. (laughs) But anyway, tombe means to fall because it's the... Here I go. And we all go. (laughs) Right to hell. (laughs) So Uh, they start fighting. They have a long, prolonged um, fight sequence. Eventually, mm -hmm. Adelaide kills Red. She stabs her with a... Well, she stabs her with... First stabs her with a poker. She right, got the right, poker right, from the right. fireplace, and then she, yeah. Right, she's had that the whole time. I forgot about that. The whole time. Good, good weapon. And then she's, yeah, she um, suffocates her with a, the handcuffs that she's wearing from earlier. Mm-hmm. She finds Jason. It's, it's going to be good, Jason. Here we go. Let's be we got let's this. be free now. Yeah. They go back upstairs, and they're driving away. The whole family, everything seems, like, well and good. Mm-hmm. And then Lupita starts having a flashback to <laughs> the moment, the night where she met her doppelganger in the Hall of Mirrors. In the 80s, baby. And you see the tethered version strangle the above ground version. So she like pushes her in the throat. Yeah. So she passes out and she drags the um, above ground version down to the lair mm. and handcuffs her down there. Her and then oh. what we think is the, te- is the uh, above ground version but is actually the tethered version goes upstairs and mm. takes over her life. Surprise, bitch. So that's why she can talk, because she is from above ground. Mm-hmm. And that's why Red, who we perceive as Red, she like had her voice has, a little... It sounds like a crushed larynx. Yeah, yeah. because ooh, it was spooky. smushed by uh, little hands. So that's us. <laughs> um, that's the plot. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I mean, <laughs> I just like the, um, just the tone of it, and yeah. like, it was just... I, I, yeah, it was just... Kind of fun. It was very fun. It's true. For a horror movie that had like really serious implications. And horrific moments. There were moments that were really rough. Yes. So do you have any like thoughts on what the movie is saying? I mean, there's so many possibilities of what this movie could be a metaphor for or could represent. Yeah. There's a lot of theories out there. I mean, I think it has to do, I mean, I think it has to do with so many things. I mean, 
how we as a country are very divisive right now and there's kind of this idea of like good and bad and really that isn't a real thing because throughout this movie we are rooting for essentially quote unquote the The quote unquote villain yeah Yeah, and like oh bitch you could be the bad person or like you know or like not even I mean Ombre whatever her name was Mm -hmm. she didn't like too terrible she just you know she had nice hair and she could run Uh, young Jason I'm sure had a nice personality or a young uh, Pluto I'm sorry (laughs) he's in both those no I know he's horrifying uh which was fun but so I think there's that but also there's the idea of like we as a country and there's the idea of like being if you're full of these strangers but really you're the stranger bitch and also like there's kind of like implications of privilege red or Adelaide however you want to see it you know there was you had all of this and then I took it away yes, from you or vice versa that. yeah and like especially with like the characters like uh, Kitty and Tim <laughs> whatever his name is, um, you know, they're top privileged to the point of, like, mm-hmm. it's annoying and, like, it's obnoxious. Whereas they seem like more of a simpler family and, you know, they're just trying to, you know. I think they're both, like, middle class. Um, right. But it's just that, like, the, Whatever they're flaunting. Right, exactly. You know, they're more, like, of a simple, simple in terms of, mm-hmm. like, what's important to them. Uh, so I think that's kind of, like, my grand hodgepodge of, like, the main themes, yeah. I think. I, I, I kind of got, actually, a very similar thing. I mean, it's really important that the tethered version of Lupita's character says, we are Americans at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we are also Americans who, by right of being born in this country, we should have the same uh, Rights. ability to so. succeed that you've had. Mm-hmm. But they haven't. They. Yeah. It, it kind of feels like to me that they're... I don't, I don't want to bring... I don't want to bring this into it. I don't want to bring up his name. Mm-hmm. But it kind of feels like um, they seem to me what a lot of the like white working class voters of uh, people who voted for Trump mm-hmm. kind of talked about where they're like, they felt they left behind in this country, essentially. Oh, uh, okay. And resentful of the people who had better educations, opportunities, better um, like access to wealth. But similar to what's happened in this country, instead of turning it around and being like, hey, why have we not had the same opportunities, even though we're Americans, mm-hmm. as people who, bo- who were born on top, which mm-hmm. is literally where they're born in this movie, yeah. on top. Because where you're born in both the movie and in America, mm-hmm. and how you're born determines basically how you're going to do in this world. Yeah. There are rare exceptions, obviously, but like it's a it, it's hard to dig yourself out of a hole in this country. Obviously. Yeah. If, uh, it's not breaking here, news. But, no, but here's <laughs> the thing. Like uh, here's the thing. Though. Like there's a lot of people who were. I didn't realize like being born rich was like a concept until I like became an adult, and I was like, oh, some people are just born okay. Yeah. Yep. That's a cool thing. Um, that sounds fun. But like I was saying, it's similar to what happened in America in us, rather than looking at their situation and going, wait, this is fucked. We mm-hmm. need to identify who is responsible for this. Yeah. And, and going after people yeah. who are on top, <laughs> they go after the people who they resent. Yeah. They go after the people who they think have what they should have, mm-hmm. as opposed to the people who are actually making the laws yeah. and putting forward the programs yeah. who that are actually keeping you down. Yeah. And I love a good, like, anti-government plot. Yeah. Locate, you know? So, they, yeah, they go after the scapegoats, which is... Mm-hmm. A, a, a refrain across the world that's always been, you know, <laughs> the people who are actually persecuted, not the people in charge who are sitting on the dragon sword, essentially. Yeah. And in I, charge meaning politicians and also, like, the 1%. Yeah, I mean... Or if you're our president. Well. Yeah, I and mean, well, that's a thing, too. And, like, because, yeah, we're Americans regardless, and, like, we have, I mean, even from our point of view, as, like, we're both pretty liberal people, like, from our point of view, seeing the other side too, like that's scary for us too, because those, that's a strange, weird territory. And it's like, but we're still all Americans. People on our side of like the political aisle sure. would see those on the other side and be like, I'm nervous because I don't know what this 
person's going to do or say or take away from okay. me. And so that's fear of the unknown, fear of this other person. But we're still Americans and we're still of the same person, of the mm. same type, I guess, what I'm saying. And similarly, they have a fear of us because we're hippy dippy and we like making out with everybody. So Right. And rather than, again, joining together mm-hmm. to <laughs> top the people on top. Right. <laughs> the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, is this going to be like hate the each anarchist other. manifesto of our yeah. times? Yeah. Like we're like freaked out by the other person. Right. And instead d- of being like, well, we're all in the same, we're all here together. Let's figure this shit out. We didn't control, you know, like. And the people who are in control can weaponize that fear into mm-hmm. like, no, you should vote for me because blah, blah, blah. You're scared of those things. Yeah. yeah. I thought even on like a simplistic kind of like shallow, not shallow, but like. I guess, like, entry-level thought would, would be just that, you know, technically she killed this other version of herself. And, like, so when I first saw it and I first, like, was initially watching it and she and uh, Adelaide killed mm. Red. And I, thought, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's, like, you know, there's two sides to a person and sometimes you just got to kill one. And I was like, wait, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, like, I mean, maybe there's, to an extent. There's, there's also, I mean, there's a philosophical and also psychological, like, reading of the movie. I mean, yeah. in, like, Jungian philosophy, there's literally a shadow self kind of like um, oh, okay. mm-hmm. your id. It's like the, the mm-hmm. baser impulses of you. I'm oh, we're talking butchering about this. I'm, I'm not obviously a philosophy major <laughs> or anything, mm-hmm. but um, I took one philosophy class. Oh my God. Sign everything. That, that version of yourself exists either in you or as like some sort of manifestation and like in the movie. So mm-hmm. it's up to you to reconcile that, yeah. <laughs> to, you know, see that and identify it and either control it how you need to or just live with it. Shit. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, a lot of really cool moments of foreshadowing what's to come okay. throughout the whole movie. Saga to me. I really liked how Adelaide is wearing a white outfit throughout the movie, and throughout the movie she gets more and more covered with blood, so that she starts right, to resemble right, the people wearing the red right, jumpsuits. It's right. kind of like, hey, she actually is this. And also, like, love me some red. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, like, when she's delivering the monologue in the beginning, telling about um, how she feels like she has this dark cloud over her and this oh. girl is approaching. Mm-hmm. She's, she's facing the window. the window, but you can see her reflection. Love that. Yeah. There's a lot of moments of mirroring and doubling. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, like, shot from behind her, but you're seeing the reflection. Yes. So you do see her face yeah. still, which, like, she looks kind of freaked out, mm-hmm. which is great. She's such so good. She's such a great actress. She's phenomenal. Like, you just... You just see it. I totally bought there. that she was two different characters. Like, I stopped thinking about yeah. it as, like, that's Lupita and that's Lupita. Yeah, it never felt like it was an Eddie Murphy movie, you know? Like, it was, like, very... Everyone, like, no. did the fucking thing. Like, kids did the fucking thing. Yes. I mean, it was really cool. I mean, like, I'm sure for a majority of Pluto's stuff, like, it was a stuntman doing all the weird, like, blah, 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 um, creepy crawly running yeah. and stuff. But still, like... You know, he was a good little, he was a good little actor. Um, there's, there's a moment earlier in the movie where you see there's like a fake spider on a table and Lupita's looking at it and a real spider crawls out from underneath it. Ooh. And it's kind of oh, like a, 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 a real version of yourself crawling out from underneath. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. What are the coincidences? So I remember at the beach, she, there, a frisbee gets thrown and it lands right on their blanket, like right over a circular A red design. circle. Yeah. Uh, oh, a red circle. I don't that. So were there other coincidences of that nature where it's just like, which I mean. I think it's mostly, it lives in the 11-11 coincidences. Oh, we don't see a lot of them because the movie has to get going. We see yeah. like three or four. Mm-hmm. But she, and you have to just kind of like take it like by the character's word that she's been seeing a lot of this. Elizabeth, Ma- Elizabeth Moss says something mm. similar where she's like, there's been like just like crazy shit going on. But Interesting. Like, but she's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. I'm fucking wasted. <laughs> she was on the beach wasted. It's fun. I would too. Find nowhere to be. Um, I really liked how the tethered version of Elizabeth Moss, she like cuts open her face 
with the scissors. Oh, right. Oh, was she, and she was like putting the lipstick on mm-hmm. and she was, she was just really living just the fantasy. Yelling. And was, she, she's it, like, wasn't she like laughing quietly? Well, first she like, she does the makeup. She cuts her face with the scissors. Fun. Because it's kind of like mirroring, like coveting what Elizabeth Moss has. Um, right. Elizabeth the, Moss is probably painting her face with great makeup. Right. And the, the cutting know. is like plastic surgery, which she mentioned that she had earlier. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Well, the, the laugh you're talking about, she looks out at the water to see her doppelganger husband and real husband fighting on the boat. And she, like, silently screams and then silently laughs. And you again see in her reflection. Uh, it's very scary. Right, right. With, you know, with, like, that frosted pink lipstick on the whole time. <laughs> scary thing. Very scary. Um, oh, also, and we would know that red potentially could be from the outside world mm-hmm. or the regular world because she mentions God at one point. Yes. And, like, some somewhere online they were like, how would she know what God is if she was in the, you know, a basement? Mm. I mean, you know, whatever. Well, that reminds me of, you know, the allegory of the cave? No. Um, <laughs> not <laughs> Aristotle. Uh, Plato's allegory of the cave. You see these, uh, it talks about, it's like a, a philosophical fable where there are these people who are stuck inside of a cave and they can see on the cave wall shadows being um, projected in from the outside because people are right outside the cave, like, mm-hmm. hanging out by a fire. Okay. But because the cave is completely dark, all they can see are these shadows. Mm-hmm. And so they think the shadows are the thing. Like, the only thing that is. So they are, like, shadows oh. themselves. Because they've never seen a real person, and they can't see themselves or the other per- people, so they just see the shadows. So they think the shadows are the actual selves, not the actual selves outside. It's a it's hard That's to wild. parse, no, but it's similar to the, the shadow selves are living below ground. Mm-hmm. They're only living the lives that are being you know they're not controlling their lives. They have yeah. no concept of a, a different type of person above them. Yeah, and they're oh. I mean and they say yeah, yeah. shadow blatantly a lot in this movie. So I, I can't think that wasn't intentional. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I never heard that before. But that's I I mean I see it. I mm-hmm. hear it. I feel it. Um, I also like that this movie was kind of like um, a send up of like the way in the eighties there was a lot of monetizing and capitalizing off of baby boomer ideals. Um, okay. Zach brought this up, so thank you, Zach. Thanks. Um, but the way it makes fun of Hands Across America, because mm-hmm. oh, the movie ends with them showing the tether to have, like, linked hands, and yeah. you see it go across the country. And, and helicopters are like, the fuck? Yeah. Uh, what's going on here? Oh, my God. Roger, <laughs> Roger. Also, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, Roger. I'm impressed. <laughs> also, I'm glad that the helicopter uh, operators survived. Right. They clearly murdered their right. their tethered. Well, I liked that um, not everybody dies. Like, this doesn't True. wipe out America. But also, again, they explicitly make this movie that's only happening in America. Yeah. Like, the rest of the world's fine. So this is this crazy thing going on in America like, right now. You good? Yeah. Anyway, it's this end-up of, um, in the 80s, there was a lot of moments of, like... Trying to use hippie ideology uh, to make money, essentially. I think uh, of, like, Band-Aid and Live Aid and Farm Aid and um, oh, okay. with these money-making concerts. Same yeah. with, like, We Are the World. Um, mm-hmm. And then Hands Across America, which is literally you're, like, linking hands with the people next to you. It's like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> wash your... Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, I talked about, like, Hands Across America is, was a mostly empty gesture because, like, Half the funds maybe actually got used for the charity, and it was, like, just a way to make you feel good as an American based on these ideals that you were, mm-hmm. like, you came of age you came of age of in the 60s. <laughs> Prepositions right. are hard. And, like, that's enough. I threw my money at it, and mm-hmm. that's that's it. It's and I've done my part. But also, yeah. I, I'm sure it must have kind of ended in real life, the Hands Across America, in a similar way to 
how it feels like the Tethered's plan ends because their plan only goes so far as we're going to go above ground, <laughs> kill our others, right. hold hands. Yeah, then now what? What are you going to do? Now what? You're going to find a job and right. a house and a... Well, because the plan is literally know. from a person whose childhood was all they had in terms oh, of development. that's all she knows. So it's a very childish notion of like, we're going to get revenge and then hold yeah. hands and we'll be, we'll be good. Just yeah. like in the Hands Across America. <laughs> I imagine like standing there for like 10 minutes and they're like, all right. Okay, um, I'm, I'm a hungry. little hungry. Yeah. <laughs> don't no. I mean, I see rabbits in this forest that I'm standing in, but all right, because this is me I now. I to munch on them. I yeah. also love that whenever you see you see a couple moments of the the tethered holding hands throughout mm-hmm. the movie leading up to the finale, mm-hmm. and whenever you see them, they're facing away from the camera, so they're facing okay. away from all the destruction that we are seeing, the bodies strewn all over the place, the uh... fires, the wreck they caused. They're basically. Do their mission and then turn away from it and go, like, we're good now. Wow. Interesting. Kind of like mm-hmm. some politicians. They're just people in power thoughts who just fuck shit up and don't care and just turn their backs and just say, well, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> that doesn't help me when I've been stabbed with a scissor. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway. <laughs> just walked out for a minute. Um, I, there was also a little clue when Adelaide does kill Red. She starts to make some sort of noises that sound like Red's kind of... Uh, crush windpipe. Oh, it was very guttural and like Fun. reactionary, which also is because she just killed a person, and like she succeeded, she did it, hooray! But <gasps> also, it's like something at that in that moment, I started to be like, that's a weird reaction. Yeah, and then I, I kind of guessed the ending there. Well, I mean, like I think it gets to a point where you're like something. There needs to be an extra something. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously, it probably would have been a fine movie without that, but I think it needed that. So. It, it, not that it was. Yeah, no. I was like, oh, I'm straight up expecting this from the get go, but it was also like that. It that seems right. That seems legit. My initial reaction that to the twist out. also of finding out that she was the one actually below ground, who was supposed supposed to stay below ground, I should say. I also my first reaction was like that feels a little bit tacked on and like not necessary. But then when mm-hmm. I started to think about it, I was like, yeah, no, she had to have had a moment of like knowing what above ground was like mm-hmm. because everybody else was just stuck down there. They didn't have any aspirations. They thought this was oh. just their life. So. It is, yeah. It's rough. Mm-hmm. And I like, I don't know, I like the the way Jordan Peele, like, creates the tone. The build-up to it takes a little bit. Like, we're setting up who these people are and, like, yeah. what happened to her and stuff. And so it kind of starts off as, like, a family drama. It's slowly, slowly, and then it just really just jumps into horror, like, jumps into the deep end. And I kind of like <laughs> I'm of the... Sorry. I'm of the... the. Uh, so, oh my god, the shadow, the shadow, sh- what is it? How shallow. Is it? I'm saying we can change it to shadow. Oh, oh, oh. oh. For, the for this. <laughs> I thought, but I forgot how the song goes. I thought I got you. It's yeah. called Shallow. Shallow, the Asker. Did I win an Asker? Uh-huh. I mean, alright. Good song. <laughs> oh, big, I got a big nose. I'm Lady Gaga. I <laughs> fucking can't. People say I can't be a star because I don't like my nose. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking like, kill you. You stole my voice. Wait. <laughs> when Sa- what's his name? The brother was Sam like, Elliot? you stole my voice. I was like, oh, he means literally because they sound the same. My- well, have you seen the movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. They sound a little yeah. the same. <laughs> my name is Red. Who? I have scissors now. <laughs> Where do they get all those laugh. scissors? Though? I don't know. I don't, people are online are complaining about 
Um, oh my god, loopholes the plot. Uh, As if this is the where they get the, the clothes. Hold on, they shut the fuck up. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't have. It, yeah, you know what? There are times you see a movie and you're like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And yes, that's annoying. But if you do it in a way where you don't, you don't have to reveal everything. Yes. If you do it in a way, if you put it in a nice, creative, beautiful bow, and you just cushion it a little bit with like good plot and good story, I'm not gonna give a shit that like it's not fully explained to me. I mean. I still liked yeah, it, regardless. No. And, like, I liked kind of being like, yeah, that is fucking weird. And, like, he even said, uh, Jordan Peele even said in this Empire podcast interview, you know, it's scary to think about, like, because he said he was like, I thought of the idea because uh, he used to be on the subway platform. Mm-hmm. And yes, he, I read about this. It's right. So he's like, how freaky would it be to see a whole family? Because, like, the same moment that you, you know, pro- created your son and gave birth to your son was the same exact moment this other thing created and gave birth to their son that mm. looks exactly like your son so it's just um i just i mean like there was just like a wild simple spoopiness to i don't know yeah. i'm not using real words no I but I, I i don't i liked it you're seeing I i'm not to be like it's a horror movie there doesn't have to be rules but like they i'm not concerned with how they were able to spread this plan or how yeah. they were able to get all the jumpsuits i really don't care yeah, can you imagine it how, doesn't matter how dumb would that have been if they showed a scene of her being like and okay, I, yeah. everyone, this is what we're going to do. And then her, like... Or, like, passing out little papers. Like, <laughs> you can look at your binders on yeah. page three. You can open the pamphlets. We need to wear red. Uh, you know, it's easier to clean. That's I'm not... True. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. The red you yeah. know, the red outfits create a uniformity. It's, a like, an imposing force. It's a, mm-hmm. a scary image. Maybe they just had a lot of red fabric. Like Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that was the, the uniforms of the workers who ran the facility before they were abandoned. Ooh. That's what I thought. Because okay. they're all jumpsuits. They're very, like, workerly. True, yeah. Interesting. Mm, blue collar, similar to my metaphor earlier. I was talking about working. Whatever. Anyway. No, I love um. it though. That's why I'm, I'm going into labor because I liked it so much. Thank you. That's how that um. works. In the shadow, the, the shadow. In the shadow. Tethered. 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 Wow. I really want to watch it again. I do too. Talking about it now, I'm like, there's so much I want to watch like, again. It. Yeah. We should do like an episode or revisit it. Ooh. We watched a few us times. Us again. <laughs> Us, we're back at it. <laughs> back in the us again. Back in an us groove. So this has been Halloweeners, a horror movie podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks. You know what you should do? Like, if you're listening, you should just subscribe to us. Hey. You know, just, you can review. We're Please on. Please rate us. Rate us. Review just us. give us some stars. Give us some comments. Give us some reviews. Uh, you can follow us now on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening to right Google now. Google Play. I mean, yeah, you're listening, Google so Play. you know. So but there's other options that. if you don't like the one you're using keep right now. Keep doing it. Follow me on Instagram. You can follow me at Hey Kira Hey. You can follow me at CodyMaster91. Follow the podcast at Halloweeners Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow uh, Zachary Weiss, who makes our theme song at Apre Pompeii. Heck yeah, you should follow Leah Patterson, who does our artwork at A Tender Witch. And like, I don't know, summer, it's getting warmer here in Chicago, and I'm feeling my I am fucking fully oats, nude honey. right now. Oh my god, yeah. Cody is naked right now, as you were talking to us. Talking to that. Uh, naked body? <laughs> I don't know, I just objected my idea. I have to go put the clothes on. <laughs> Another will, my shadow. Oh, 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 oh.